To the big if I probably got off a little cadence there on the uh, oh, oh my gosh, um, my co-host is immediately doing some odd visual lighting situations that I am into. Oh oh oh! It's like being at a fun haunted theater. Yeah, uh, it's a little spooky. Little bit spooky. Uh, how are we doing? Welcome to the Big If, everybody. Um, we are back. Uh, I feel like we we had a we had a, like a three week hiatus there, and now we're just rattling off shows one after the other. How are you feeling over there, my friend? Good. I love a good impromptu episode. Um, we did we did go off track a little bit. I had the vacation, and then some other stuff. You've got your stuff going on, but I think with the I think with the success of both Dollop of Breast Milk, um, Geography B, and also the recently dropped Helmet Nachos, it's one of those just you got to strike while the iron's hot kind of situations. Completely agree. Momentum is a real thing. I believe it. I believe in it uh, with the show. I believe in it at the craps table. I believe in it uh, daily lifetime. Yeah, momentum is big. Um, what am I talking about? I, I, when I listen to myself speak on some of these podcasts, I'm going, why can't you talk like a regular person? What do, what do you have a problem with? Uh, just just some of my phraseology, I think. I, I try to, I'm trying to be too cute or I'm trying to finish a thought that doesn't really even need finished. I should just leave it, let it linger. I am making a concerted effort to eliminate some of the vocal pauses and the vocal maybe it's a delay tactic but i noticed both on the big if and on the radio station i say a lot of uh like if, if somebody comes to me with a question before i formulate my full response i will say uh or um you know i would like to eliminate that to me it sounds tacky I agree that it sounds tacky, and now I'm going to be hyper-conscious of it. Uh, well, look, there it was right there. I'm trying to, I'm going to do my best Bob Costas impression for the rest of this broadcast, because he is the GOAT, um, and for all of our Belgian listeners, that is the greatest of all time, uh, as far as enunciating he the way he reads the way he dictates uh the way he carries himself on in front of a microphone makes it sound like everything was perfectly scripted out from the start yeah he's one of the best in the business when it comes to that i'm also a big joe buck fan i like joe buck's delivery in a lot of the things that he does whether it's an nfl game i don't think he's really done mlb in a while but i love joe buck on the world series call um, I think he's good on podcasts and on some TV, like interview shows that I've seen. I'm a big Joe Buck stan. I like Joe Buck. Um, you know who, uh, you know what I like is Jay Bucks. No free ads uh, on the big if, but Jay Bucks as a restaurant goes is pretty money. That's still around, right? No. Jay Bucks is gone? Yeah. 
Ah, they had the best chicken tenders. Really? I thought so. There were some great buffalo chicken tenders. I would go there on my lunch break uh, when I worked in Clayton a century ago. Yeah, I'm fairly sh- I don't believe, I don't make my way to Clayton very often, but I'm pretty sure that one's gone. I know there was one that was down by Bush Stadium. Westport? Oh, yeah, Bush Stadium. But I believe that's now it's either the wheelhouse or tin roof. I don't believe I don't believe Jay Bucks is still with us. Well, tell me, what is the menu looking like these days at Pujols 5 in Westport Plaza? Um, there's that. I'm um, again. Uh, I don't believe Pujols 5 is with us either. Is Ozzy Smith, does he still have a, his restaurant going? I don't think so. I think you're 0 for 3. <sighs> well, I am a fraud. I'm a Midwestern fraud. And I think I just lost my St. Louis card right there with J Bucks. Uh, you've been ignorance. you've I mean, been I'm, gone for a while. I will I will not, nor will I ever, revoke your St. Louis card. Um, there's that um, but you're you're just removed from it. You're a little removed from it. I'm out the game. You're a little out the game, but that's okay. You've you've gone on to bigger and different things i've gone on to different things that's that's probably the truest thing that you've ever said on this podcast i won't say better because that is subjective completely subjective but different is a perfect characterization of it it's an accurate adjective uh, we got to stop thinking about our diction here because this is gonna. This podcast is gonna drag. No, I think it's gonna be great. I, I was happy. I'm happy that I, I don't. I'm not ashamed of where I come from, but, but I'm happy that I no longer reside in Jefferson County. I would agree. I'm not ashamed of where I come from. In fact, it's like such a part of my personality. I feel like since I've moved to California that people are like, why don't you just move back? Somehow I will figure out, and maybe this is a Midwestern thing. If you're a Midwesterner who listens to The Big Gift, write in and let me know if this is you. Pretty much any chance you get when you're first meeting somebody out of state, you find some way to slip in where you're from or where like some sort of roots. You go, oh, yeah, you know, well, I was growing up when I when I grew up um, in Missouri, it was like this. Or you had to tell a joke when you're trick or treating or something. like. And I don't know. It's just you, you find little ways. You find little ways. Look, when you're on vacation, when you went to Mexico, did you find little ways to tell people where you're from? Nothing really stands out. But I'm sure I did. I'm sure that comes up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people would ask, where are you from? They can tell I'm not a local. And I think I said a lot of San Luis. I said a lot of San Luis. I don't know if they know what that... I'm I'm not sure if Mexicans are familiar with St. Louis, Missouri. (laughs) I've told a few people here in California I'm from St. Louis. And they go, oh, St. Louis Obispo. Beautiful. Love that area. No. St. Louis. That's St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to ask something. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't really have anything necessarily that I wanted to ask. I'm just happy to see you and talk to you again. It's always good to catch up. 
I'm I'm thrilled to see you. But but right before this episode started, you mentioned to me off air that we you have some enormous news to share. Uh, what was that? Um, drawing a blank. Are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about our our future potential guest? Yes, I am talking about our future potential guest, who is. Hit him with it. Let, uh, potentially, we're going to have the first ever repeat guest in Big If history, which I don't know. <laughs> like we talked about on the last episode, and I posted a little clip of this on my Instagram story. Uh, we have never been turned down. Uh, we've never been told no when we have sought a guest for the show. If you consider being ignored to be turned down, then we have. But no one has ever just straight up said thanks, but no thanks. We've had three guests. Uh, in, in this order, we had Shuby Goyle uh, from season one of The Circle, Netflix. Star of season one way. of The Circle. Yeah. Co-star. Um, then we had his co-star, Chris Sapphire, on two of the yes. final finalists. Two of the best players to ever play the circle. Yeah. And then our third and most recent guest was the the eloquent and just charming and breathtaking uh, Cassie Moore. You, you probably know her from uh, Steadfast Eyes, perhaps My Real Friends. My Real Friends is where is more the one for me. Mm-hmm. So those have been our three guests. That, my real friends, the conversation, if you're a big ifster, if like you're a really big ifster, go back and listen. The conversation about my real friends shed a lot of light on her approach to this industry and what she's actually trying to do. I think that was the conversation opener. Yeah, I did not see that answer coming. Um, I knew you had made it very clear that you were interested in trying to get to the bottom of some of the inspiration behind. Yes, I, was. I know that was something that when we were kind of going through our notes of what we wanted to talk to Cassie about, that was at the top of the list for you. And I'm glad you got to, got a chance to ask that. So again, go back and listen to the episode with Cassie to find out more about uh, both steadfast eyes and my real friends. But one of those three big if guests, is scheduled to come back on the show. Oh, baby. If you, And if you're out there on the road right now, you're driving to work, from work, or you're, maybe you're cycling, maybe you're rollerblading out there, uh, I know that you, and if you're a big ifster in your mind, you have the person that you really want. You really want to come back because this was a great interview. It was, some might say our first interview because it kind of was, but go ahead and tell them who, who it potentially could be. Shuby's back. Shuby's back, baby. We got him again. We got him again. We, uh, I loved, I loved the hype leading up to the Shuby interview. The little, uh, the little teaser trailer I thought was just first class. I think we got more. That's where, that's where this momentum actually started was with Shuby. We owe everything to Shuby. <laughs> Yeah, we owe a lot to the Shoopster. And um, for those of you that don't really follow the ins and outs of 
reality television. Um, the cast, the cast for uh, for the upcoming season five of The Circle was announced, and this is, I believe, this is billed as the singles season. So everybody on there is is single, going to be real hot, and they also marketed that uh, a popular former cast member was going to be coming back and then i think last week at some point they announced that it was none other than shuby frankly i'm shocked that he's single i would have thought that he would have been off the market i figured that he would have had like a a a girlfriend that was just a a real sweetheart yeah so uh we found out the last time that we talked to shuby that it would cost five grand Five if you grand want, to get a picture of both of his feet. If you want pictures of both of his feet on the internet, it's going to cost you 5K. I believe he's not cutting any deals. Um, if you're looking to go the cheap route, one foot still going to cost you 2,500. I respect that. It stands um, to reason then that one toe is just a 500 spot. So if you got if you got a little disposable income here at the end of the year that you're looking to spread around a little bit. Um, frankly the 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 market has been set and word has it that if you use promo code the big if when you're checking out with shuby you can get like a little extra bonus ankle for free i cannot confirm nor deny that but i welcome anybody to try to enter that promo code on at wherever checkout. yeah at Venmo, however you're doing this so yeah, we're oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I think I don't think it's any coincidence that after four years of being off of the air, all of a sudden Shuby comes on the big if, and then lo and behold, he's invited back for the next season of the circle. Is that is correlation causation or what tell me how that even adds up with that without him getting the big if bump. Well, I've heard, I've heard that the circle is big in Belgium <laughs> and it's no secret that we have also become, uh, the number big. one podcast in Belgium. So you can't really, you can't necessarily prove it, but some of the evidence is there that would say that, uh shuby shuby oh, uh, in terms of reappearing on the circle he's kind of feeling the effects of the big if bump i agree i agree and i would venture to guess if we were to go travel to the city of brussels um antwerp um you know namur ghent mechelen mons bruges Anywhere across Belgium, there is more demand lately for Shubham Goyle than there ever has been. Yeah, yeah, I think there's no denying that. Quick question: Were you? Do you know all those cities off the top of your head, or was that? Were you reading that? That's neither here nor there. But uh, that was pretty impressive, wasn't it? I mean, I know I made it clear that I'm the his- I'm the one with the history of. Uh, geography excellence but you really just took the cake there with rattling off those those belgian cities 
I, you might have had the, the geography B, but I, I got an A in geography. <laughs> okay, quick trivia. This only applies to anybody that went to uh, Seckman Junior High, Middle School, whatever it was called. Do you, remember who we do you remember who we had for geography at Seckman Middle School? Oh. If, if you're in Brussels, thank you for stick sticking around, but this is going to mean nothing to you. <laughs> That's right. This is more for the local teams uh, that are supporting the big if. Who in Seckman Junior High was the geography teacher i want to the first thing that comes to mind is mr farmer but that's absolutely wrong that's flat wrong he was high school yeah. teacher i can give you i could give a little great hint. guy too yeah give me a hint i don't know I, it was probably true but i think what was said about this teacher was that he or she this is terrible um maybe had a little like ptsd and when the lights when yes. the lights would go off for movies um or videos i i think that was a a, a tough time for mr or mrs geography teacher it was a mr i forget mr's name but i can picture him and i can picture a couple of people from my i had him in 7th period or 7th hour and mr. i remember Hamm yes yes Mr. Hampton. Mr. Hampton. And I remember uh, a couple of people like walking in and trying to do that to, and like just seeing his reaction or walking like, by in the hallway and just shutting it off and keeping walking. There's there's nothing better than a, a bunch of tough 13 year olds picking on an old man that fought for fought for the country. Yeah, that's that's. Kids just a, some of the worst people are seventh and eighth graders. It's a terrible age. I would not, I, I never taught middle school, junior high. I taught K through four. I taught nine through 12. I never taught five, six, seven, or eight. Never would. The hormones, the trying Raging. to fit in, just everything about it. The, the kids are just terrible at that age. I, I would not do that at all. Do you also remember what happened to? Mrs. Brandt, do you remember the story of someone not yes. being super friendly with Miss Brandt? Yes. Um, yes, I remember some notes being passed around between uh, two of the most upstanding gentlemen that were talking about spray painting her cats, I think, or maybe they, they had, or um, also that it was just some speculation that yeah. This particular um, teacher was having a sexual relationship with her cat. Yeah, there was Is speculation that, that Miss Brant uh, had a sexual relationship with her cats. As I believe wow. the way the story goes, we just turned into a gossip podcast. We might fine. as well be Gossip Girl. Uh, XOXO, baby. Do you think Miss Brant's still with us? I think so. She was a pretty. She seemed like a pretty young teacher, um, relatively speaking, when, I mean, she wasn't in her 20s. But, yeah, I think so. What, don't you think? What do you think? I think she was probably early 50s at the time. And you're looking at 20, 22, 
23 year 23 24 years ago so i think it yeah. could it could go either way i mean i know a 53 year old that recently passed away so it's not you know it's hard to say one way or the other but the way the story goes a couple of our friends were passing notes back and forth and one of them wrote that miss brant was having sex with her cats and miss brant intercepted that note and as she opened it at her desk and read what was written I wasn't in the room, but I could only imagine seeing just the life leave her face as she read read those words that some asshole 12 or 13 year old had written down. Oh my gosh. And you know that it was just probably the crudest language they could think of. You know what? We've, we've, we're kind of airing out Miss Brant here. And just for the <laughs> fairness, let's air out the people that wrote it. Who were the people that wrote this? Maybe they listened and... We're calling you out for being a dick. Who was it? I'm calling you out for being a 13-year-old is what I'm going to call you out for. Um, well, you and I were both 13 as well. and we. Yeah, didn't I think you and I, met, you and I met in junior high. Yeah, seventh grade. But who were the seventh. two assholes? You name one, I'll name the other. Oh, one that I know of, I believe, was Phil, one Philip Weaver. It absolutely, one of them was Phil Weaver. And I know Phil <laughs> listened to this in the past. So Phil, if you're listening again, you're a fucking dick for what you said about Miss Brandon. Please, please call in. Please call in or come come join us on the podcast. And yeah, don't, don't if you're not going to, don't say no. Just don't respond. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to keep that average up. So, <laughs> but yeah, he, Phil, we're going to give you the same opportunity that we're giving Fred Savage. Come on and tell your side of the story. Uh, equal opportunity. Come tell us why you were picking on this poor, perhaps widowed woman back when you were 12 or 13. I believe, and if, if I'm incorrect, I, I apologize for the slander, but I think the other person on the end of that note was uh, Dick Buttry. Yes, I, that's, what my, that's what I remember too. So uh, Dick... I actually one of the funniest talked, guys ever. I was I was closer with Phil back in the day than I was Dick. I actually would say I'm closer to Dick now than I am Phil. I probably talked to Dick more recently, uh, and I like you, Dick. But Dick had moved back in the day to do that shit with Miss Brant. I understand <laughs> you were 12 or 13 at the time. Still, Dick had moved. You and Phil both. You need <sighs> not great. But let this be the last time that that story is aired out. And uh, we're not going to hold you. We're not going to hold you. Um, I guess, is that what are we holding them accountable? I don't I don't want to be held accountable for some of the shit that I did when I was 13. So that, that's what makes me so nervous to even talk about this. Okay, just just for the sake of showing that we're not above calling ourselves out. Yeah, um, I want I'll give you I'm going to delay a little bit, but I want you to think about Maybe something that you did mm -hmm. at an age that that maybe you regret looking back. Maybe it was immature or uncalled for middle school, early high school. Does anything stand out as something that you want to tell the world right now that you're remorseful of? And just for the sake of, you know, to show Phil and Dick that, yeah, you guys were assholes, but so were we at times just with different things. What anything stand out to you as something that you were the asshole about back in the day? Yes. 
a few things. Here's one that uh, I'll I'll throw out there. There was a gentleman named Jacob Bangert. Yeah, and remember the name? Bull haircut. Yeah, yeah, and he's a nice enough guy, and um, I I feel like he was kind of on whatever group I was hanging out with. He was kind of on the outside looking in, but always nice enough to invite us over to his house or something. And uh, I think we did the whole uh, TP egg. And I, I remember putting a plastic, someone told me like, if you put a plastic fork in the in the ground and break it off, then it does something to the grass or so, like it was <laughs> it was i did some terrible stuff man that i regret and that's i mean yeah i think i know that's that's even even that's not even like crazy but there yeah i there are some regrets all right i am going to i'm going to go back since we're since we're in middle school I remember there was a kid, our middle school was just seventh and eighth grade, right? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. So we must have been in eighth grade at the time. So this gentleman would have been in seventh grade because he was not in our grade. And I'm not a tall gentleman by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, And then this time I probably was short and also quite stocky. So it's not like I was, I was no Adonis. But there was this kid in the grade below us that was significantly shorter than me, short for his age. Um, He had fire, fire red hair. And also for a seventh grader, if I remember correctly, he had like a scraggly ass red beard. And we called him, I think he walked with a little bit of a limp, which means that he had some sort of physical disability. And I believe we called him. Oh, not, I know. I know. I remember you're talking about. Not necessarily to his face, but I know that we referred to this young man as the Irish Jigster. The Irish Jigster. And for no this. reason, unprovoked, I remember for no this reason. I don't know who did this with me, but I remember in the five, seven minutes prior to, in between, like when you get to school and like first period bell. It was basically just hallway wandering time. And I remember the best times. One of the best times and most formative times was just hallway wandering time. Yes. And me and whoever I was with, (laughs) we would just follow this Irish jigster around the hallway and wouldn't say anything to him. We would just walk like six inches behind him and just go every every turn he made. We would follow him. And like I said, he had a he had a physical impairment, so he couldn't get away very fast. You could tell that he was trying to get away and didn't really understand why the older kids were following him around. But I remember we would just kind of torment the Irish jigster. I don't think we ever really said much to him or did anything to him physically. Just the presence, though, was intimidating. Um, What's so, wrong yeah, with us? What? What's wrong with us? I don't know. Okay, this is not so much of a dickhead, like, bullying type thing. It was just more of a annoyance. And I believe you were involved with, maybe it was Nathan, but it could have been you. But do you remember when they put a jukebox in the cafeteria in middle school? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Really cool idea. Kind of liven up the room a little bit and perhaps maybe raise some funds, but there was a song in there that even to this day could possibly go down as maybe the world's most annoying song. And it was on talking about the scat man, a scat man by scat man, John. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) I remember that we would just, uh, we would just fill the jukebox with porters and just play Scatman by Scatman John on repeat. It was kind of in the same realm as like uh, Hanson's Mbop. It was yeah. one of those songs that was just like nails on a chalkboard. Uh, but I remember we would just load up the jukebox with porters and just play I'm a Scatman on repeat. And I think that kind of got under uh everybody's skin so that wasn't like a dickhead move it was just kind of a <laughs> it was definitely an abuse of uh an abuse of privileges move it was not in the spirit of why they put the jukebox in the cafeteria no we just thought it was funny it was funny <laughs> it was funny that's that's an innocent enough one i think Ooh, is that Scatman? It's hard. It's hard to hear over here. Best parts coming. You got. You got to put that microphone up to it or something. Can you hear that? No. Man, that's really. Yeah. You know what? We'll see if we can. What? What time is it? Oh, I don't have the whole time. I said we could try to cut in a little Scatman for a moment, but. It requires more post-production. I can't. That's disappointing. That's I'm putting the microphone right up by the iPad speaker. That's weird. I wonder. I wonder what's going on there, because you're yeah. right. It should be coming through hot. Yeah, but uh, well. maybe in post-production we'll try to throw some of that in there. But Scatman John, I remember that. I remember hey, Scatman I... John. Come on the pod. he might not be with us anymore actually but you know who else we were not super nice to in those days was uh the janitor tom wilson yeah not super nice is like a really sweet way of putting that i think uh we were downright disgusting to this guy people had shirts made with his yearbook picture on it i remember that being kind of funny (laughs) i um didn't is it true? Did he drive like a sweet ass car? I don't remember that. You don't remember anything like that? No, I can't picture him. Just picturing the man. I can't picture that man pulling up in a phenomenal car, thinking about what maybe his salary would have been back in like 1997 and 98. I find that hard to believe. I don't know that there's many janitors, even nowadays, that are pulling up in a sweet ride. I mean, if that's your pride and joy, and that's what you want to spend on, it's possible, I think. Or inherit it in some way. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. Talking about the past, like, gives me anxiety. Yeah, but, It gives me more anxiety to recount some of these memories than to have lived through them, I think. But truthfully, like, you and I both, we we caused a little bit of mischief, but we got really good grades. Uh, I think, I think if you went back and asked a majority of the staff 
uh, our peers, I think 85% or higher would give us a positive Yelp review. (laughs) Oh, that would be cool. If we could, if we could just get, um, that would be an interesting concept to set up a website. And this is for all high schools across the country and each class of whatever gets their own page. But you get to Yelp review at, at 10 years, 20 years, you get to Yelp review or, or leave a review for people and, and, and rate them again. Okay. This, in the spirit of this podcast. This is a terrible idea. No, we're, I like it. We're calling people out. Here's what I want to do. I want you to just give me a name of somebody that you would give a positive Yelp because we're coming up on 20 years, our 20 year anniversary or yeah, yeah, that's right. Is next year. So I want you to call somebody out (laughs) Who who comes to mind as someone to whom you would give a really negative social Yelp review on from those days. Negative social Yelp review from those days. Hmm. From those days, I that's I, I don't know. I have I I genuinely have some trouble thinking about this. Positive Yelp review. Um, you know who was just always smiling and uh, really nice and, and sweet it was Katie Brown. Yeah, I didn't give positive help Yelp review to Katie Brown. She's just always just this, just smiling. I can picture her smiling right now. Yeah, we had a. I remember a lot of good times at Katie Brown's house. Probably mostly senior year of high school. Katie was on that varsity softball team with. Uh, Leanne Bowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ran with, I think she did track with like Crystal Rosner and Jesse Hackerson. Mm-hmm. Um, so socially, I, I did a lot of hanging out with Crystal, Leanne, Katie, me, and Ryan Hoffman senior year. In fact, I believe Katie Brown might have paid for us to go to like Olin Mills or something and take some like weird like friend pictures. Cool. Yeah, super cool. Uh, so yeah, I can see why that's a you, great positive review. Yeah, I can see why you give Katie Brown a positive review. Five stars would recommend. Five stars, Katie. But I, and that's all fine and dandy. But I am more interested in the negative Yelp review. Oh, well, that's the where the juicier content is, right? I'll go while you're waiting. And we've talked about this on the pod before, but we didn't oh, throw any names on. out there. All so right. I'm going to throw out a name. Uh, Do this we have is to? Yelp review one star would not recommend as a friend in those days this one goes out to you lydia mueller you pulled that you pulled that bullshit on that secret three-way call and yeah was it out of line for us to secretly have me on the three-way call without you knowing probably (laughs) it probably was out of line but you said some pretty hurtful shit you called me a loser said that nobody wanted me at the party um so Lydia Mueller, I'm calling you out. That was hurtful as a as a freshman that's just trying to make his way in the social waves of of Segment High School. To hear that for one of the first like big parties of high school, 
that hurt. And that was a <laughs> shitty thing for you to say. I had never done anything to you. I had never crushed on you and like made you feel weird. Like I did to some other girls. So Lydia, I don't know why, I don't know why you were coming at me in that phone call. So Lydia Mueller, 1999-2000, one star, would not recommend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh and I don't want to, I'm not going to, you know what? I'm only going to air out my dirty laundry as far as the Lydia Mueller review goes. But I'll just say there's some other shit that I won't mention. That also, if I could give lower than one star, I would. Because you did some other shit that I'm not real happy about either. But I'm not going to go there. I guess that that would be my laundry to air out. If, I'm if, not saying should you, I have choose. To, I, you don't have to join in on this conversation. You can if you want. I'm just saying <sighs> it, the thing that happened with me was not the only strike against her. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And I want to re-emphasize that this is 1999 <laughs> version right this isn't yeah yeah, yeah. this it isn't was... class of 2022 lydia mueller who is probably no, I mean, a, an incredible mother and very loving and nurturing i think she's and... a teacher so props to her for doing Wait, that profession educator we've all grown up a lot and changed since those days but yeah 1999 2000 lydia mueller fuck you <laughs> one star one star one star if i could go less i would I don't, Let's I don't go. know. Let's go. Let's go. I don't want to air anything out. <laughs> That's that disappointing. 2022 uh, Blue Third. <laughs> I mean, who, who am I kidding? <laughs> We're calling people out by first and last name here. 2022 Jeff Horn doesn't uh, doesn't feel comfortable airing his stuff out. He's still not comfortable um, speaking his mind. That's disappointing because that, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how many people from our, from our high school days, listen, I put some of this stuff, I put Probably links two to, or three. Yeah. I put links to it out on, uh, on the Facebook and maybe, you know, I, there's probably a few that go and listen when they see our names attached to it, but I don't know that that'll get back to Lydia. Frankly, I don't care. Um, I, okay. Do you have, not any... unless you cut a promo with that specific piece in it. I will cut that. I will I will put that on my Facebook and on my Instagram. And if anybody sees it that's friends with her, you can pass that along. I'm sure 2022, 2023, Lydia Mueller's fine. But we're talking 20 23-ish years ago. That Lydia Mueller is not fine. Um while we're talk while we're calling people out, I'm on a roll right now. Julie Vonderhaar. Not a big fan of Julie Vonderhaar. What? Teresa, I'm fine. Did you ever meet her dad? Maybe. Her dad was one of the funniest guys I think I had ever met growing up. That's fine. I'm sure he was great, but he raised a shit daughter. <laughs> okay. Uh, so one star. Yeah. Okay. For 1999, 1999 Julie Vonderhaar? No, uh, probably like. 2002 2003 julie vonderhaar i didn't like that oh. model okay <laughs> oh my gosh mike schwalber the whole the whole kit, oh okay okay the whole kit and caboodle of mike schwalber 1999 through 2003 not a fan now we're talking 
Now yeah, we're talking. Let's hear. Come on. Now this is my gateway one star Yelp review for nineteen, uh, probably two thousand. Mike Schwalbert. Uh, we were in Mr. Busson's geometry class, and I believe uh, he he was tired of some. I don't know. Young guy with too much time on his hands. Somehow got himself a little uh, clean little tampon. I don't know if he pulled it out of someone's uh, vagina or if he pulled it out <laughs> of someone's backpack. But he got himself a, a tampon and started like twirling it around and twirling it in my face. Oh, not cool. And at Mike. that moment, I was like, this is this is my arch nemesis. Yeah, this is the person uh, with whom I will. It's like a uh, not a Sosa McGuire. That's too friendly. Um, what is something with more animosity? Um, Luke Cage and Goro or um, Yadier Molina and Johnny Cueto. I like there that we one. go. And yeah. I'm Molina in this example, okay? Um, yeah, I, that that one set me off. And uh, yeah, Schwabert, uh, 2000s version, one star. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start moving up the scale. I want to I want to breathe some more positivity. Um, oh yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna like move that. up to two stars. This person, I had some positive interactions with, but when I when the name pops into my head, I feel like I feel like maybe starting to get towards like senior year, maybe kind of had some feelings like she was above everybody else and a little better, like her shit didn't stink a little bit. Um, I think maybe a little bit of like a little man syndrome in there mixed in or little person syndrome. Uh, Sheila Sarah. You're only giving Sheila Sarah two stars? Two stars, Sheila Sarah. I felt like as we, <sighs> we had a lot of honors classes with Disagree. her. She had a lot of moments. And I felt like for the first couple of years, maybe she kind of thought we were funny and was in on the joke. But then I think like towards senior year, I remember her like kind of giving off that vibe. Like, these guys are fucking morons. I'm, so, I'm better. Than <laughs> well, she probably wasn't wrong. I don't care. Sheila Sarah, two stars. And you know what? You can share those two stars with Lindsay Berezini and also Renee Newman. Two stars for all of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. I We're going to have to uh, run a few loads after this because there's so much dirty laundry. Yeah. That is and just I'm, airing out right now. And I'm here for it. And if you don't like it, you can come see me face to face at the reunion. Actually, I won't be there. I will not attend if invited. But if you have a problem, you know where to find me. I'm now. I'm giving. I'm gonna up Sheila Sarah to three stars in my book. Okay. Uh, I thought she why? showed what? Can I ask why? Yeah. Well, she. I thought she was always uh, very nice, and like you said, um, she she didn't like just ignore like she engaged she engaged us in our bullshit and uh was always pretty receptive to it even if she didn't feel like suffering fools that day she was always pretty receptive to it and i'll never forget her for the uh just tremendous um sobbing that she did while she was finishing where the red fern grows 
Um, because I, I just remember, I remember she she star. was sick, and she had to catch up in class for the last chapter, and so she had to read it pretty much in silence while everyone else and and she just she, it was the waterworks turned on. It brought her to tears. It brought her to tears. As it will look, it's a sad story. Uh, it's a sad ending, at least. But that image uh, sticks in my head, and I can't. I can't give a stopping woman only two stars. Not if we'll, I can relate to what she's sobbing about. We'll agree to disagree on this one. Okay. <laughs> Next, three stars. Freeman Fouts, three stars. Freeman Fouts gets, uh, I'll agree, three stars. Super nice guy. Incredibly, incredibly smart. Yes. Sharp. Couldn't, uh, but he, he didn't, um, well, he, uh, he also kept stats too, didn't he? I feel like he did some managing. He loved sports, but I don't think he was super athletic. So I believe he had some managerial duties with some of the Segment High School sports. And good for him for getting involved. I think he's a stand-up guy. I mean, I know we're I know we haven't like delved into half stars yet, but if we did, I'd push him up to three and a half. But three three is good. Three's good. No, right. no, I'm comfortable with that. Three great, great penmanship. I don't remember his penmanship. Phenomenal penmanship. <sighs> okay, let's keep moving up the scale. All right. Um, hey, who did you walk with at graduation? Um, I walked with a five star at graduation. That is one uh, Crystal Rosner. Yeah, five stars. Um, she also. I feel like, uh, I feel like you and Crystal to go to to junior prom with me. I feel. I was getting ready to say. I feel like you and Crystal Rosner had a deeper story throughout your friendship than a lot of people you guys lived near one another probably rode same bus route same bus route um you had the track and field connection if i remember correctly yes yes um yeah i just i i always i remember crystal i was pretty friendly with crystal but i would say you i mean you were above me on that no finger i'm just saying i think you guys were i, I think of you being super close I'd say that's fair. Um, I got along with all of her family. Um, her mom didn't mind having me over to like hang out, you know, and swim in the pool. Uh, but uh, she was my first girlfriend. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. I asked so. her in first grade if, or if, uh, no, it wasn't first grade. Shoot, maybe a sixth grade. I remember I left a note for her in her desk, asking. It was one of those notes, circle yes or no, you know, type of things classic classic and she sat behind me in this particular class by a couple rows and once recess was over I, I maybe i had stayed behind or something to leave this note in once recess was over i get back and you know nerves butterflies like oh gosh is she what's she gonna just say yes is this a no and it turns out that i had put the note in Todd Fife's desk instead. Ooh. Yeah, what did he say? He uh, go was basically like, did you mean for this to be crystals? And I was like, 
I, I like denied immediately or that it was even mine or something like, like some, some dirty cop had come in and planted evidence on me. I was just so embarrassed. Um, but somehow it did come around. Maybe we were playing tag or freeze tag out on the playground. And I think, I think we, we made it official. We made it official. Sweet. And then what we grade? wrote each other during the summer. We sent mail to each other. What grade? Sixth grade, I want to say. Yeah. And I don't know. I could be, this could be revisionist history a little bit, but I always felt like, because I came over from Merrimack Heights and went to Segment Junior High, whereas all you Segman kids had kind of already mixed and kind of already knew each other. And I sure. kind of had to start from scratch in seventh grade. I felt like I was a little behind the eight ball on that um and uh crystal i always thought was one of the most attractive girls in the class of 20 uh 2003 crystal was always just really pretty super nice athletic and not to get on like if you listen to this crystal great because this is going to be a compliment you're five star when i think of crystal rosner i think of just having phenomenal calves am i wrong no, you're not wrong. <laughs> she had those runners calves. Props to her. And I will say, it's I'm not being weird because I I crushed a lot in middle school and high school. Sure, had a lot of crushes on a lot of different girls. I think I batted zero on all those crushes, but I can honestly say, never once cr- crushed on Crystal. Crystal was never the apple of my eye. Well, she missed out. She didn't miss out. She had you. Yeah. This is this has been an extremely personal episode of the Big If. That's what the people want. They want us. That's, they don't want to hear us bullshit. They want to hear, you know, real. Sometimes they real. want to hear some real stuff. This is real talk. I'm being vulnerable right now. Yeah, you're. I'm. You're. You're making me vulnerable uh, too. That's for sure. All right. I'm gonna give a quick four out of five stars. This guy just popped into my head. Always a super cool guy. Maybe was not like one of our like inner circle of friends, but I just feel like a super good dude. Um, Corey Pemberthy. Corey Pemberthy was a good dude. Yeah. And he married Katie, Katie Forbush. Forbush. Yeah. yeah like an extra thumb. Like an extra half thumb. Yeah. Like a little um, nut. But. She she was also very she had other qualities outside of the extra half thumb, um, but Corey uh, was great. He was an awesome athlete. Yeah, good basketball player. Just a good old like, like a strong just country. Just and I, I think even to this day he works blue collar. Like I think when my parents had their deck destroyed and like a new one built, I think Pinberthy and his dad or brother or somebody, I think they built it. So I just. He's a hard working, just Corey good. and Tony. Yeah, just a good dude. Yeah. Four out of five stars for Corey Penberthy. Four out of five stars uh, for for that version of Corey Penberthy. I, I bet he's he's upped his uh, rating since then. Very possible that very I, well. I, we can. It would be irresponsible to give him that rating right now without knowing him, though. Yeah, it'd be yeah. That's not in our best interest. Let's go. Okay, to finish up the old school talk give me give me a poor yelp rating on an adult 
maybe a staff member, a teacher, a principal, yeah, a bus driver, a lunch lady. Give me a give me a poor review on an adult. Um, I think, and this is maybe just a softball here that you tossed me, but um, 1997-98 version of Mr. Conway. Yeah. One star. Yeah. Uh, this guy, yeah, I think he definitely hit Careful on some here. girls. Um, we're getting into we're getting into true slander territory now, but yeah, uh, yeah. This guy, I I don't know. I think he he just loved he really loved himself, loved himself. Yeah, and there was no doubt. And I, you know, I was never and will never be Mister Conway attractive. I can think, <laughs> I can give him a poor social review, but also admit he was a handsome man. He was he was a handsome man. I had and him, I will admit, seventh period that I had him. And his forehead was always like pretty uh, greasy by the end of the day. He uh, <laughs> he he loved that the middle school girls thought he was the hot teacher. Yes, yes, yeah. he ate that up. Yeah, and I've been a teacher. One star. I've been a teacher of high school kids, and I don't know that I've ever would have been considered the hot teacher, but I was definitely the good dancing teacher. I was a cool teacher and that, you know, it, it, you like being thought well of, but he loved that the 13 year old girls thought he was hot stuff. There's no doubt about that. Hands down, hands down. Uh, yeah. Uh, terrible rating. Uh, I wish that there were ratings going on back then. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give a final rating and I want to, this one kind of reflects how things change over the years. Um, I would have given 2003 Mr. Riley a five out of five star rating. Yeah, uh, me too. He let me come out and be on the soccer team, even though I wasn't really on the soccer team. Let me come to practice and get involved. He let me dress out for senior night. I still think it was a missed opportunity to not get me in that game. Uh, <laughs> but the best thing about Mr. Riley, and I think the statute of limitations on this is gone, but when he uh, bought us the bottle of Everclear and the cherries after we graduated. In preparation for our own, our next year of school, I believe. And he, he told us to soak the cherries in the Everclear over the summer, take them to college with us as freshmen. I took some to SEMO. I believe you took some with you to Mizzou. Yeah. I remember the night when I tried to eat the first one down at SEMO. It was like that thing was covered in gasoline. My throat yeah. just did not, did not want to let it down. But uh, at the time, as a 17 and 18 year old kid, that was super cool of Mr. Riley to be cool. <laughs> to yeah, it was. As 37 year old former teacher Kurt or D'Angelo, that's a zero. That was out one of, of the most irresponsible things that anyone could do absolutely and i will say uh without getting too specific that was not the most irresponsible thing that that man chose to do so <sighs> look it up uh in the uh jefferson county journal at circa what oh three oh four oh five three oh four oh five yeah you'll find it but yeah we'll we'll leave that to you ifsters 
Um, I think that's about as good of a place to wrap up this episode uh, as any, right? Um, just leaving ominous, uh, spreading ominous rumors about people from <laughs> almost 20 years ago. Uh, I think we've really done our job and been vulnerable today. Yeah, and I feel good that I've aired some grievances that I've been holding on to for the better part of two decades. So um, it's it's been cathartic. It's been therapeutic. Um, I fully expect after this episode drops to see uh, the listenership in the northern Jefferson County area just absolutely skyrocket. Um, I fully expect some nasty Facebook messages. Um, <laughs> and people, uh, please write into the big if pod at gmail.com. If you knew us in 1999, circa 1999, 2003, drop us a star rating let us know how how we did and um i'd be interested i'd be interested to set that set up that poll how would you rank yourself with with hindsight as part of it looking back on the jeff horn of or i'm sorry the luther <laughs> horn of uh of the early 2000s what kind of social yelp review would you give yourself I'll I'll go um, I'll go with a four because he he uh, really thought highly of himself, um, and like really thought highly of himself at the time. Like he could do no wrong, but um, in retrospect, he was really an asshole about some things to to some people, and could have applied himself more. Uh, and just as a person, I think academically and socially, he did fine um he, he excelled but there are just some just uh um consciously uh there are some things that he wish he could he he probably ought to take back <laughs> what I about think, you uh i i mean it's boring but i'm gonna echo your sentiment i would give myself a four out of five it would seem uh it would seem self-righteous to go five out of five but I was, I was, I, I'm pretty happy with at least who I presented to be back in the day. I, I did, I did just enough to get by academically. I, in, I, I always tell people like in high school, I was the guy that worked just hard enough to get an 89.5 in a class if I knew a teacher rounded up so that I could have that A. And I always thought, that the people that were like busting their balls, going balls to the wall to get a 99%. It's like, we get the same grade, man. And that probably <laughs> says more about me than it does about them for trying to cut corners. But I made good grades. I was active um, in, you know, I was an honor. Actually, I wasn't an honor society because that cocksucker, uh, what class? Ceramics. That motherfucker, Mr. Al Alden gave me a C in ceramics. I busted my ass in ceramics, making these shitty ass things. I was just bad at it. I'm not good with my hands. And he gave me a C and he gave Nathan House and Kevin Midkiff. Kevin Midkiff held up a gas station with a hatchet. And this guy got an A in the class that I got a C in. And it kept me out of honor society junior year. You're fucking with my future because I can't make a little clay pot Fuck you, Mr. Alden. You just like them because they were wrestlers. But I digress. I did pretty. 
I was in student council. I was in Letterman Club. It's turned into like an interview. All right. Hey. Okay. Also. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta move. Okay. I just want to finish with this. I want to get something off my chest. It has nothing to do with uh, the past, but I've really been diving into some documentaries lately mm. about uh, Casey Anthony. Have oh, you the Netflix stuff. I haven't seen yeah. it. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm torn on whether or not I think she did it. I probably lean towards yes, but I just want to say I'm not proud of it. But I kind of find current day Casey Anthony kind of hot. Is that bad? It it um yeah yeah, yeah it's bad. I think that's bad. <laughs> I think let's it's not like, give I, her any more uh, oxygen or com- I mean compliments. I guess you know it's it's as bad as someone finding um, uh, a serial killer to be attractive. And I think there's something to that because I've heard a lot of like there's a lot of talk about how. A lot of these serial killers. I, could you hear that? Yeah. Did a motorcycle just pull up on you? You're about to get, <laughs> yeah. about to get so robbed? You, you can't hear Scatman that I'm playing directly. <laughs> I can hear the motorcycle. Wow. Uh, All but right. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, people. Uh, my co-host thinks present day uh, Casey Anthony is at least a two star. Until proven guilty. She- the court of law found her innocent. And who am I to say? Ooh, the court of public opinion fucking roasted her. <laughs> Absolutely. But I just, it's probably because there's something attractive about a little craziness. And there's definitely some craziness in Casey Anthony. So <laughs> I don't well, want to, condo- I don't want to condone what she may or may not have done. Cause if she did it, she's the scum of the earth. Terrible, terrible, terrible human, but just being subjective uh or objective one of the two i just subjective it's entirely subjective yeah (laughs) i was (laughs) i was watching something on uh, peacock last night and i'm like damn that crazy bitch is kind of a little you know (laughs) all right that's okay that's a great place to end um well we aired out a ton of dirty laundry uh some grievances uh we previewed our potential first repeat guest um well he didn't ghost us which pretty much is a guarantee that he's coming on so look forward to that and uh we'll look forward to uh the next episode which will be uh us hanging out live yep oh jason come on too i told you that i think Oh, all right, all right. We got a we got another potential guest coming on. I'll believe it when I see it. Absolutely, I trust Shuby more than I trust Jason. Same here. All right, I gotta go. Uh, but adios, hipsters. Goodbye.